to Punta Vista, episode 262. Here we are in a John Deere combine harvester. We're off to officially harvest a variety of grain crops. Right here in the driver's seat with me in a gorgeous green flannelette shirt with a delicate long piece of wheat perched in his mouth, it's Ben. Ben, would you say you're most excited for the reaping, the threshing, the gathering or the winnowing? <laughs> <sighs> What did you What did you look up before you wrote this? Nothing, it's just all the top of my head. Yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> I love harvester effects. I love winnowing so much. Big winnowing head. Winnowing's where you separate the lighter material from the heavy material, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, E.g. the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, that's oh, the process. You of, could say that, I suppose. Well, I don't know, you're the fucking expert. Why don't yeah. you tell us? <laughs> And we know that combine harvesters are one of the most economically important labour-saving inventions, significantly reducing the fraction of the population engaged in agriculture. And that's why we've had to make this a team operation here in the the cockpit of the combine harvester, creating a job for three unemployed podcasters. Wedged here in the middle seat due to his compact size, he's clutching a notebook, and he's here monitoring the yield. It's our yield monitor, Theo. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. So you know that a real-time measurement can help determine which areas of a field are more or less productive. And these variations can often be mediated with variable <laughs> crop inputs. And so yield is determined by measuring the amount of grain harvested in relation to the area covered. Yeah, Lucy, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. And I'm really taken to this uh, <laughs> this working um, working with my hands, um, mm. clutching the notebook, etc., it is quite s- tight in here. It's quite cozy. It's quite quite cozy in here, but I am glad. I'm glad for any job um, now that they are rehabilitating podcasters. Mm. Um, I, I'm i in support of it. I think the Labor government's right to do it. Um, it was either that or the coalition was proposing that they just take us all out and shoot us in the head with a big gun. Yeah, um, and honestly, this, is, this is marginally better than this that. This is nice. We're getting well, it's we're, air, it's we're, air conditioned for one. Yeah, it is. We're working we're outdoors. Reaping, we're we're <laughs> producing food for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're grinding. We are grinding. Yeah. Um. Do you ever? Would you say that your favorite crop to harvest is wheat, rice, oats, rye, barley, corn, soybeans, flax, or linseed, or sunflower? You know what, Lucy? I'm actually, I'm actually a big sorghum head. You're a big sorghum head. Yeah, I didn't expect Love it. it. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, no, you no, I, no. It's not, it's not the mainstream crop. It's not really what's what's good or popular. You can work every day with someone in such close quarters and not yeah. know anything about them. Yeah, look, it's not a million dollar crop, right? It's not gonna, it's not gonna get you fancy house on the hill made out of diamonds or whatever. You know, the mm. the diamonds you get on the wheat business. But it's just, just solid. It's solid just a good crop. solid biomass. Mm. You know what my favorite thing about sorghum is? Yeah. Um, is that sorghum <laughs> is a genus of, of about 25 <laughs> species of flowering plants in the grass family. Yeah, I can't pronounce that yeah. word. Some of these species are grown as cereals for human consumption and some in pastures for animals. Yeah, One we were spe- always saying that. Yeah. I'm always talking about how it's used as fodder plants, either cultivated in warm climates worldwide or naturalised in pasture lands. We're always riffing about yeah. it. Yeah, we're sick of hearing it, Yeah, be well, perfectly honest. You know, I listen to you talk about 
No, you're also talking about sorghum. We're yeah. all kind of listening to each other talk about sorghum in here. And you got to pass the time somehow. And that's what podcasting is all about. You know, the only thing that could make this John Deere combine harvester even better was if it was manufactured by Kia. It's time for <laughs> Kia Watch. So this is uh, this is an update on a story that we did last week in the episode uh, episode two hundred sixty one Steel Kia Sorrento Challenge twenty twenty two. So we were talking about how uh, there was a, a viral TikTok trend sweeping the nation where uh, kids were stealing Kias and Hyundai's. What? I yeah, sorry. I think you might have missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> so, just stealing keys. Okay. Yeah, so sorry. there's a thing where Australian cars have had engine immobilizers in them for like twenty something years, maybe longer. So you need a the actual key to the car to steal the car easily. Whereas for some reason, a lot of American cars don't, and specifically, like the last was it ten years of Kias and Hyundai's in America. Uh, it turns out all you need to do to steal them is to like jimmy a part of your steering column off with a screwdriver and then insert a USB port, <laughs> uh, USB cable into it. Uh, and so, yeah, kids have been going viral on TikTok showing people how you can steal submodels of Kia and Hyundai. So I thought I'd delve into a, a, a specific instance of that happening. This is a story from WJBK News in Michigan. Southfield dealership has car stolen, another damaged, following new TikTok trend. So, so far, just in line with what we've seen earlier. But there's really, there's two words in this opening sentence that I, I want to know if, just let me know if you react, that, like if, if anything sticks out about the sets to Stewart anyway. The quote, Kia boys have struck again, but this time they went straight to the source. Those <laughs> damned Kia boys again. With a Z. That's Kia boys with a Z. That is correct. <laughs> Glassman Kia in Southfield had one Kia stolen off their lot, another damaged a week after speaking to Fox 2 about the rise of Kia thefts. Quote, the Kia boys strike again. <laughs> So hang on, hang on. Let yeah. me get this chronology straight. They talked to the news about the viral trend of stealing Kias, <laughs> and yep. they were, I assume, pointing to all of the Kias in their open, unlocked yard. Yeah. Saying, and I would, I would certainly hate if someone came and stole one of these cars, which again we're on the news saying are easily stolen, as yeah. per the trend on TikTok currently. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and then you're telling me following that. Yeah. On the news, uh, they had two Kias stolen. Yeah. No, one stolen, one, stolen. one damaged. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start that quote from the uh, start again just because I really like the impact mm-hmm. that phrase has. The Kia boys strike again. It took about a minute. <laughs> they broke the window and did what the Kia boys have been doing. <laughs> George Glassman, president of Glassman Kia. <laughs> He's there in his office like, damn those Kia boys. <laughs> but he respects them. He respects them so fucking much. Is there, is, there the, is there a Korean version of the Confederate flag? <laughs> that's what they're rocking. <laughs> On top of their stolen Kia Sorento. In Detroit alone, about 150 Kias and Hyundais were stolen in July. 
East Point has had 15 stolen this month alone. Clinton Township has had 17 since mid-July, and in Roseville, 7 were stolen since June 1st and 18 more attempts. Quote, these kids, they get in, they get in with their buddies, and they ride around with them, said <laughs> Police Lieutenant Clive Stewart. Stop fucking talking. What's the problem? Why are they like all a, talking like, like this? Like a Coen Brothers character. <laughs> <laughs> Glassman says he locked down all the new Kias, but the thieves still targeted the old ones. They got away with a Kia Forte and damaged the steering column of a Kia Soul. <laughs> Just enjoy the fact that, that, like, up until this point, they've never considered that cars could just be stolen straight off the lot. Yeah. And <laughs> also weird that they put this technology in cars for other markets, like for Europe and Australia. And I think even was Canada on the list as well. But they were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I'm sure nothing will happen to them in America. <laughs> Quote. It's my understanding a number of other dealerships have been hit. We are not immune, just like a customer, said Glassman. You should be slightly more immune. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My first, if I was going to steal a car, my first instinct wouldn't be from a, a dealership. You'd yeah, be like, you think they probably got countermeasures of some kind. Yeah, like yeah. bollards or something that just stopped just the cars. Just something. A couple yeah. of bollards, I reckon. Just a, a few bollards would really fix guard. this one right up. Yeah. Cameras. What's a bollard cost you? I don't know. You... You know how to concrete. You could probably make your own bollards. Well, actually, so oh, I, I saw like a cross-section of what actually goes into a bollard foundation. Mm. And they're not fucking mm. around because that, mm. that thing's got to stay steady. It's got to stop a right in Kia the, Forte. That's, you need ones that could pop Sato. out of the ground. What's a Kia Soul? What's a Kia Forte? Did you say, what I is don't... It? Hang on. Did you say Kia Soto? I was making a little joke there because yeah. Kia Forte... Yeah, Did you Kia, mean like a Kia, Kia piano? piano Miso? No, like, shut the well, fuck up. <laughs> the Kia Soul, I don't think we have over here. And the Kia Forte, I also don't think we have. Did Americans write into you talking about the pronunciation of Hyundai? Uh, I, I hope not. If did they did, I'm going to start up? <laughs> checking those things even less. I <laughs> uh, said so the Forte is the Serato in Australia. Oh. It's a fine-looking car. The word Serato didn't, didn't it's play here, I guess. disappearing off the lots. Mm. <laughs> I like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> they keep getting stolen. Glassman says, if you have a Kia, park it in the garage. If not... Yeah. Okay, well, that that's <laughs> so, confusing phrasing. <laughs> if you have a Kia, park it in the garage. If yeah, you don't if have not, a Kia, do whatever you like. Don't. Do whatever. It's not, not if, a problem. I think he's saying, if you don't have a garage... Yeah. Get yourself one of those old school clubs to go across the steering wheel to deter the thieves. Oh, like across the... I thought it just meant like get a club to go and yeah. hit yeah. some thieves. Like an improvised bashing weapon of some yeah. kind. Yeah. I feel like we're not improvising as many weapons as we're used to. Well, our mm. weapon technology has got so much better that you don't need to improvise. Yeah. Melee weapons, not cool anymore. They're not hot. Yeah. I'm going to get back to specking in, in melee. <laughs> And yeah. get their strength points up, though, I think. Mm. And gamers will love that one. Yeah. <laughs> they will. Now, obviously, we've been painting um, a pretty... Not a great picture of Kia and Hyundai at this point. Uh, I, think they're, I think they're fine. Well, they could put engine immobilizers in. That'd be my yeah. recommendation. Um, but I do... They've been in the news for other reasons, which I thought I should maybe highlight. Uh, this is a story from the Associated Press. Park outside. Fire risk prompts Hyundai-Kia hitch recalls. 
<laughs> they just told me to park it in the garage. Yeah, really. <laughs> It's the perfect crime. Yeah. Burned I will if say, you do, <laughs> Hyundai less if you don't. In fairness, I think these newer ones do have the engine immobilizers, so you yeah. you can act accordingly whether you have the easy steel model or the yeah. burn my house down model. Mm. To work out whether you park it inside or outside. Or outside, yeah. I've only had a handy mnemonic for that. I can't think of one. Uh, Hyundai and Kia are telling owners of their large SUVs to park them outdoors and away from buildings after a series of (laughs) fires involving trailer hitch wiring. The Korean automakers. That's their their advice. Like, (laughs) yeah, your car's got to set on fire. What are you going to do? Park it outside. Just park it somewhere else. It seems like you park away from a building. Field. Middle of the field. Find some sorghum. It seems like if you have the knowledge of the defect enough to say, whoop, yeah, your car might catch a fire, you should be recalling that vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. The Korean automakers are recalling more than 281,000 vehicles in the US because of the problem, but they haven't figured out how to fix it yet. The automakers reported 25 fire or melting incidents in the US and Canada caused by the problem, but no crashes or injuries. The recalls cover more than 250,000 Hyundai Palisades and over 36,000 Kia Tellurides uh, from the 2020 through 2022 model years. So actually, I think some of those might be... Because the cutoff was like 2021. So you might have the easy steel catch-on-fire model. Uh, So double-check that one. Now that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you hate most? Having your car stolen or dying in fire? Oh my god, this thing is enormous. No wonder it's doing numbers in, in America. Is that one of those kid killer SUVs? Yeah. The ones love where those over there, you can't they? see a kid, so you run them over. Yeah. How tall is the front of your car? It's actually three meters taller than the cab of the car somehow. We've put new technology in. $85,000, people paying for a Hyundai. It's fucked up. The world's so fucking fucked up. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> In documents posted Tuesday by the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the company said debris and moisture can accumulate in a circuit board in the tow hitch wiring. That can cause an electrical short, which can lead to a fire. Hyundai said that dealers will inspect the wiring and remove a fuse as an interim repair. Kia doesn't have an interim repair. The company say a final repair has been developed. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit of an electrical guy. That's true, yeah. Now... My experience is that they put fuses in to stop things from setting on fire. Now, they're yes. saying that the, take this one out. I think they're taking you trouble. the fuse out to stop there being a circuit there oh, at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just going to take the remove the power from the, yes. from the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, so you won't be able to use your tow hitch, I guess, because yep. you won't be able to, your lights and stuff won't work. But um, your house won't burn down. Not on fire. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Hmm. That seems smart. Yep. Giant 10 meter tall kid killer SUVs. They are certainly specific to the region of America. And that is some bullshit. It's time for regional bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has got their own bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has just got to have it. Now, 
you guys are obviously going to be devastated um, because it is the 25th of August today as we're recording this, uh, which means that we all missed out on the 24th annual Cheeseburger in Caseville. No, that's usually in my calendar, so I don't know what's... It's always mid-August. It's mid-August every year, except for the year they had to cancel uh, for COVID. Um, Now, we obviously know what the cheeseburger in Caseville is, uh, but I thought I would maybe just give a quick summary for the listener. Uh, This comes to us from the website My Michigan Beach. Ever tried a cheeseburger in Caseville, Michigan? No. No. Now's your chance. The Caseville Cheeseburger Festival, held every August, is the event of the season on Michigan's Thumb Coast. (laughs) Where? It's the Thumb Coast. Uh. (laughs) People in Michigan love to head down to the Thumb Coast for the weekend. I'm heading out the Thumb with the kids. (laughs) That's the sort of thing they say to each other all the time. Yeah, Michigan people are always saying that. Smell the cheeseburgers wafting through the air. Hear the sounds of Jimmy Buffett songs mingled with the laughs of partygoers on a lake, Huron Beach. Folks are already making plans for some Michigan fun in the sun, but what is the amazing Caseville Cheeseburger Festival all about? I love an article that asks the question that I'm asking. Yeah. I say, but what is this? I was thinking that too. <laughs> it, it's weird because it's like, it's like a quarter of the way through the article. You've already got me on the hook. I'm already in. (laughs) And with only seven lead-in questions. (laughs) It all started with musician Jimmy Buffett's signature song, Cheeseburger in Paradise. An ode to his, quote, carnivorous love of cheeseburgers and a dream of eating them in a tropical paradise. Inspired by Buffett's tropical music and carefree attitude, (laughs) the Cheeseburger in Caseville Festival began in 1999 as a way to wrap up summer with a bang while drawing tourists into town. Now, almost 25 years later, thousands flock to the shores of Caseville at the tip of Michigan's thumb to enjoy friends, family and fun at the Cheeseburger in Caseville Festival each August. This popular festival grew quickly. Caseville has even earned the nickname Key North, an homage to Buffett's beloved Key West. (laughs) Nobody's calling it that. It's so good. At this, quote, celebration of life and the cruise we are making through it, as Buffett says, you can enjoy ten full days of fun, games, music, sun, and, of course, cheeseburgers. Really, really strong on the on the Jimmy Buffett kind of <laughs> theme to this. It's so it's made a whole festival about the song Cheeseburger in Paradise. What do we love? Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Was Jimmy Buffett born here? Was the cheeseburger invented here? No and no. Oh. I've got to say, it's sounding good to me, though. Well, I'm going to make it sound even better by giving you an almost complete list of all the events that are happening at, well, <laughs> happened at the 24th Cheeseburger in Caseville. Buy a duck, race the duck, win a buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Sorry, hang on. Yep. <laughs> Just catching up with that sentence. Yes. So the first part of that, buy a duck. Yes. First Am I responsible to... for this duck now? Well, up until step two. Fuck, i got to look after this duck. Where you race the duck. Are you taking it home yeah. or are you renting it? I believe it's a rubber duck. Oh. I mm. could be wrong. Uh, that would make more buck, sense. I don't know if everyone wins. How much does the duck cost? 
<laughs> Are you losing money just by going into the buy a duck, race the duck, win a buck it sounds event? Sounds like a money pit. <laughs> uh, second, we have the seashell hunt. Mm-hmm. That's cool. just good, clean fun. Yeah. The hat making workshop and flip flop off contest. The cornhole tournament. <laughs> uh, incidentally, in some big cornhole news, the world record for largest cornhole tournament was broken at the Iowa State Fair this week with like 930 participants. And that's a tournament for having the largest cornhole. <laughs> that's right, yes. They've got to stop naming things things. Or, or like... Stop referring to things once they just become synonymous for the word for, for something asshole. else. Yeah. Why would you prefer it to go by its other name? Dad hole? <laughs> I mean, obviously. But... Uh, continuing with the list here the frog jumping contest, <coughs> the conch honk contest, <laughs> the, what? the what? The conch honk contest. I just, I hope so bad. It's like a hundred people lined up, just tooting conscious, while a bunch of people are walking past with like decibel meters, and being like honking your conch, honking on my conch. <laughs> Me and ninety-nine other people from Caseville honking our conches together. Uh, we have the cone eating contest. <laughs> the hula hoop and limbo contest. The annual cheeseburger best photo contest. All right. The annual best dressed cheeseburger house contest. The fuck is a cheeseburger house? Stop. <laughs> Stop subtly <laughs> revealing new world lore. <laughs> you, this doesn't have to be a, a lived-in universe. <laughs> okay, and so we've already covered two aspects of a cheeseburger contest here. The next thing is the best cheeseburger contest. Okay. Which is yeah. distinct from the best cheeseburger f- photo contest. Yes. And I don't know. photo how. of a cheeseburger, I guess. Well, it's photo yeah. versus the, this is the tasting the cheeseburger. You yeah. Check the. The symbol versus the symbolized. Yeah. No? The hmm. Cigna. The cheeseburger 5K. Yep. Yep. Flamingo races for children. Uh, uh, so <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, oh, maybe that's when you have to hop, and it's for kids. Okay, oh. that would make more sense than riding maybe. a flamingo. <laughs> or, or, if, or if they're just whipping f- flamingos out there for kids. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, so what's like, going on? Like pig races, but uh, with flamingos. <laughs> just on a flamingo. Yeah. Uh, the adult and teen Joker Poker Run. <laughs> What's Sorry. the difference between the adult and the teen version? <laughs> One of them is way ruder. No, hang on. Oh, they're different events. I thought that they were combined events so that you had to have a team of one adult and, and adult. one teen. <laughs> doing, doing Joker Poker? The Joker doing Poker Run. Joker poker. Uh, we got the electric foil boarding lesson and session. <laughs> the stand-up paddleboard lesson and session. The stand-up paddleboard and kayak sunset this session. There's too many things. There's We're like so halfway much going through on. the list. 
the Cheeseburger Museum slash What Is It contest. <laughs> Fuck me. This is more events than Hobart has in a year. <laughs> uh, this is just a little set of three here. The mud bath, mm-hmm. the slime party, mm-hmm. and the kids' foam party. Oh, <laughs> you got all viscosities covered. <laughs> That's right. We have kids' safety day. All right. Hopefully That's that nice. happens before the phone party. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. We have the military tribute. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. It'd be cool if they did the military <laughs> tribute by honking their conscience. <laughs> At the slide party. <laughs> the, this 21 conch salute. <laughs> Playing the last post on my conch. <laughs> <laughs> we have bags, balls and burgers. <laughs> we sure do. Golfing under the stars. Just seems unsafe. And of course, last but by no means least, famous chicken dinners. <laughs> what? This is. That one intrigues. What is famous chicken dinners? Is I it think it speaks for itself. Is it a food truck or that's an event? I don't know. I, it actually is quite hard to find out information about any of these. <laughs> like the, the website just says what the event is, what date it's happening on, and who sponsors it. But oh. with no real description of what happens or what to do when you get there. <laughs> I assume everyone in, in Caseville just knows yeah. what the what is it contest is and what famous chicken dinners is and what to wear to the slime party. What's mm. the dress code? What's a dress code? Is there an adult's phone party or just for kids? <laughs> Just kids what? getting loose. Are they going to slime you when you get there, or do you have to slime yourself? <laughs> you have to come pre-slimed. <laughs> pre-slimed. And you can still get pregnant from pre-slime. <laughs> uh, I was reading that the the parade at this festival attracts over 100,000 people every year. No. Which, on. like, no event in Australia attracts over 100,000 people. Like, What's anywhere. so special about this parade? Is it horny? Yeah. I, I mean, the Cronulla race riot, maybe. Yeah, I think there was about <laughs> 21 million people at the Cronulla <laughs> race riots. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. Uh, all those people, they're going to have to get there somehow. And because it is on the shore of Lake Huron, some of them might get there by boats, which are a type of ship, or vice versa. It's time, of course, for the shipping report. I'm itching for another edition of the shipping report. You nailed that. Mm. That was so smooth. Yeah. In in my effort, sorry, to to try and zoom in on the thumb coast, um, Michigan's got a real... State of two states thing going on, don't they? They're like, we'll have over here, and also this little bit over here. Are you talking about the Upper Peninsula? Yeah. So I zoomed in area? on the Upper Peninsula, and um, for some reason, just zoomed immediately into a place that's just called Gay. <laughs> mm. I have yeah. a, I have a, my favorite shirt that I own is from a place in Michigan. Uh, it's the beautiful town of Gaylord, Michigan, and it is the like twenty 
10 Gaylord Michigan basketball <laughs> camp, but they spelled basketball wrong on the shirt. Oh, wow. Yeah, basketball. It's very good. One time uh, I mistakenly referred to people from the Upper Peninsula as being either Yupas or Yupis, which is what they call themselves <laughs> one of those two things. That's that's their word. And someone wrote into us and was like, you dumb fucking asshole. <laughs> but I can't remember which one it was that I said and which one was wrong. Don't write into us. Anyway, here we go. This is our no jokes, no deaths, no deaths at all in this segment. Not a single tragic death uh, where we read through the last 7 to 14 days of shipping news. The roll-on, roll-off cargo ship Al-Nawa Express ran aground north of Ras Garib in Egypt. Mm. Shame. Yeah, that's a damn shame. The Cape Size bulk carrier Brave Sailor collided with the Panamax bulk carrier Lucky Joy at Singapore Bunkering Anchorage. Mm. Not, not that lucky. It's bad news. Not, that, that seems, not no, much joy. That seems like a joke. The general cargo ship Manasa Moon M suffered engine failure while transiting the Dardanelles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Roughly 300 containers were damaged after a container fire on the container ship Zim Charleston while it was off the coast of Colombo, Sri Lanka. The general cargo ship Sun Unicorn suffered engine failure in the Black Sea shortly after exiting the Bosphorus Strait. Terrible. Awful. The bridge of the inland cargo ship Southford was destroyed after it struck a bridge over the Scheldt Rhine Canal near Rilland, Zealand in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, how ironic. Just an observation, not a joke. The bulk carrier Maritza collided with bulk carrier Joy at West Hinder Anchorage near Ostend, Belgium. And finally, the general cargo ship Evolution 8 struck the birthed chemical tanker Golden Creation at Gamcheon, <laughs> Busan, Korea. Yeah. Thanks for that, uh, Yeah, I was trying to be... I was being really good there. No jokes. <clears throat> None. Some great None. names in there. I'm going to say, yeah. of all the shipping reports we've done since the first one, that might be the best collection of names we've had. Yeah. Sun Unicorn. I like Sun Unicorn. Yeah, wonderful. That's a, like a heavy psych band, I reckon you could call Sun Unicorn. Yeah. Evolution God. 8, as though there were eight versions of the film Evolution starring oh David Duchovny. And the <laughs> only one left in of the main cast is Sean William Scott. <laughs> Everyone else has been replaced Everyone by else someone else. I imagine for a lot of those boats, having that accident was the last thing they wanted to happen. Oh, I said that wrong. It was probably the one thing that they didn't want to happen. Yeah. It's time for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. This story comes to us from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Rifles delivered to high school in suburban Philadelphia by mistake. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, that's like a that's a that, Oopsie. That's a bit of an oopsie. Yeah. I'm also enjoying that uh the delivery driver's like, well, it says here on the form. <laughs> <laughs> or it says it? something close to it on the form, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
A FedEx worker accidentally delivered 30 rifles intended for a private collector to Chester High School in suburban Philadelphia on Friday, according to Chester Police. <laughs> the delivery, six boxes containing .30 calibre M1 rifles, was dropped off Friday afternoon, Chester Police Commissioner Stephen Gretzky said. Within minutes, the driver realised his mistake and contacted police, who were able to pick the guns up Monday and give them to their intended recipient. Quote, it really was just an honest mistake. The addresses are very similar, Gretzky said. <laughs> Everything was legitimate and no charges are going to be filed. <laughs> the guns had been ordered by a collector who owns an auto repair shop in Chester Township, which borders the city, Gretzky said. What the fuck? Why do you collect guns? Collect beanie babies. Like, you know, collect like, Funko Pops. Even if you are collecting guns... Like, to me, if you're a gun collector, you're like, oh, I've got this cool old Winchester from yeah. the 30s or whatever, or I've yeah, got, got several Luger, different... Like, what do you need? You 30 rifles? 30 M1 rifles for. You're not a collector. That's, like, that's, that's an arsenal. That's bulk, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's so fucked up. Skeptical. Like, it's odd that that's not even, like, a point in this story of being like, hey, what did this guy need... Like a small army's worth of guns for. Yeah. Like, we found out that something in insanely dangerous had happened, and it's fine. The police went and picked it up and then dropped it off to the lunatic who ordered the guns. And they're safely in his hands Yeah, now. lucky they weren't at that school. Man, goddamn. That's just... <sighs> that fucking country, man. So, hang on. So, the, the addresses... Was it... What was similar about the addresses? The street name? Is it something else? They don't get into detail on that. Okay. I'm going to assume maybe it wasn't just the number was off or something. Yeah. Uh, but, but not... Yeah. But he made a mistake. So the, the driver... FedEx, the, the FedEx, FedEx guy, guy made the mistake. Them. Yeah. So he gets to the school with his, <laughs> with his crate full of rifles. Yeah. They probably going, got like huh. a, a thing on them that indicates that they're from the gun store, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, contains guns. I feel like for legal reasons, you would probably want the opposite of that. Like when you get stuff delivered from like, you're getting sex shit online, they put it in discreet packaging. Can you just get a gun on like Amazon Prime? Like, I mean. Yeah, they put it in a discreet packaging that says LH Trading. Yeah, which is that's right. The website Love Honey and every <laughs> postman would know what that is. What a specific example. <laughs> I believe they do free shipping over sixty dollars. Sure Actually, that they would probably be the easiest company to get a sponsorship from yeah. in Australia. I reckon. Let's get an ad deal with Love Honey. Yeah, hit us up. They use really inclusive language on their website. They they don't seem exploitative. Let's do it. Ben will test out your vibrators before for you. it gets sent to you. <laughs> I but like I think there are probably legal requirements that if you're sending a gun in the mail, surely you can't just say, "Hey, there's a gun in here," because like. A teen will be like, oh, dope. I'll take this gun. Maybe. But wouldn't it have to be signed for by the recipient? Well, I, would, I hope. would hope so. Well, yeah, but if that's true, then someone at the school was like, whoop, okay. I had also assumed that um, a crate full of guns was perhaps something that didn't just go in the post. Yeah. That you yeah. don't just go to FedEx and go, hey, I'd like to send someone uh, this box full of guns. And they say, okay, are you sending it to a school? And they say, no, I'm just sending it to some guy. 30 guns, so six boxes 
of like M1 rifles. You're looking Big, at like right? that's like a quarter of a pallet worth of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an yeah. That country's fucked up, man. Country's stuffed. So weird. Not like Australia. No problems. <laughs> no, we don't have any problems. Community members learned of the error Monday evening when Chester Upland School District Superintendent Craig Parkinson sent a letter to, pet- to parents outlining the issue. <laughs> what a big, what a big wet killjoy! <laughs> Sorry, we got all these guns. <laughs> Dear parents, thirty guns arrived at the school, but we didn't do anything with them. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the police came and took him away. So, oh, man, don't know I was, what you're ex- all excited about. I was reading another story this week about a uh, a school resources officer, which is the cop that is stationed at a school in America. Fucked up concept. Yep, that's yeah. what they do for some reason. Having his gun stolen out of his car, <laughs> just like. Oh, uh, so I was I was reading. Um, so we've got two books from the library um, about, like, working dogs. And one of them is for the police, which I hate. Uh, and the other is for for um, firefighters. And the guy who is the partner of the dog that um, for the firefighters also has a gun. What? Why? And it's like, bro, what are you doing? What do you need to do? You don't need to shoot the fire. Wait, what? Why does he have a gun? I, I don't know. Is it? Like an emergency animal put down situation? <laughs> Gotta euthanize the fire dog? Dog's gone fire mad. <laughs> that dog's starting fires. <laughs> I thought swore I would never do this. Just one bullet in there with the name of his trusted service animal <laughs> inscribed on it. Why are you uh why were you getting out books about working dogs? No, uh, um I I didn't. It's just from the from the library. Caitlin's got a, a constant stream of books that she gets out from the from the library. And she's just reading wow. up on dogs with jobs? No, they're they're for Finn. Oh, okay. Right. Oh yeah. sorry. Okay. That makes more sense, to, doesn't it? It's a picture book. Right. Oh. Okay. I thought these were like how to train Text your police books, or yeah. fire dog. Right. You're saying in this children's book with a uh, a fireman and a dog. And a dog, yeah. The fireman has a gun, has visibly. A gun in every picture. That's really fucking weird. He's just straight up got a Glock on his belt the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to... Hang on, I just want to Google, do firemen carry guns? Oh, it's the first thing. That's awesome. Are there armed firefighters? Yes. While firefighters in civilian life, including those who fight wildfires, do not tend to carry guns or firearms, there is one group of firefighters that are armed at all the times. Military firefighters. He's not... It's not the guy. It's not him. He was a... He was regular? He was a civilian firefighter? He's a civilian firefighter. With civil although, servant firefighter? Although, there's some sort of crossover with the DEA, because the... Um, now that I think of it, because the, the dog... The dog's there because the dog's a snitch. The dog is there to sniff out kerosene and then they just work backwards to say that the whole fire was deliberately lit. Huh. Sorry, I've gotten really distracted by a quarry question here because it's answered by... It, no, it's asked by the craziest person alive. Is it true that some firefighters carry guns when going to a fire started by a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> Ready to kill this terrorist that started this house fire. <laughs> really, really come in strong with a premise. Oh, they should. Man. They should. <sighs> Douglas Winston, who worked in municipal public safety from 1989 to the present, says, 
As others have said, there's rarely a chance to know a fire is started by a terrorist. <laughs> Seems unlikely. It's so fucking weird. Oh, wow. As a tactical medic, I carried firearms at incidents involving criminals, but I was there to support the police tactical team and provide medical aid to victims. And then one answer, which is just, only in USA, LaMau. Beautiful. Uh, classes are scheduled to resume in the 2,621 student district on Monday. Parkinson said the boxes were delivered to the school's loading dock and secured inside the building over the weekend, the standard practice for any delivery. The boxes did not appear to be suspicious, Parkinson said. <sighs> Quote, We wanted to communicate with you about this in case you hear rumours in the community or on social media, Parkinson said in the letter. We're focused on a positive start to the school year and can't wait to see you and our students back in our schools. Sorry, the last minute rising inflection was because I didn't see the exclamation mark when I started the sentence and I didn't know <laughs> to start sort of rising my inflection earlier. Speaking of schools... It's time for School Watch. This story comes to us from KOLR News in Missouri, uh, which I initially read as KLOR News, The Claw. But th that, that doesn't exist. There's no station with that, that number. Cassville School District returning corporal punishment for students. <laughs> Fucking hell. Finally. Yeah. Thank God. This is so fucking weird, man. An old school discipline method is making its way back to school in one local school district. What do, what do we think it is? It's Is it the cane? Uh it's not It's, it's not, not the not cane. It's not the cane. But you are close. Yeah. We have learned that the Cassville School District is bringing back corporal punishment for students. Under the new policy, students could be punished with a paddle. <laughs> Pardon? Come on. They're bringing back paddling. Come on. Administrators say it would be the last resort for parents and faculty members if other means of discipline do not work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is fucking wrong with these people? Read it's one book. I suppose. God damn. Fucking hell. Were you, were you guys around, were you at school when, when the cane was there? No. No, were you? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, you're not, that, you're not that old. You're like, what, like three years older than me? Yeah. That's so, fucked up. That's I insane. I think they got what? rid of it in like grade five. Um, that, is that? No, hundred percent. This is at, at my at my primary school in uh, Mackay. Worth adding. Yeah, in Mackay. Absolutely, uh, they, they do things the a little differently up there. Yeah, they still hit their kids <laughs> into the nineties with a weapon. Fucking Jesus. So that would have been 1992 up to, through, through to about, what, 1994 or five? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, this God. This is just a thing. You could just get caned. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, people, kids got regularly caned. Like, we're talking like once a fortnight. There was a kid sent to the principal's office to get the cane. What and the I don't fuck? know. I think they get on the hand. Yeah, they it's a hand their, thing, right? They've got to put their hand out like the fucking, like they're getting the pain box from June. <laughs> what that? What's that called? Uh, is that the I don't think the pain box. The, the stabby thing is the gun. That's the stabby thing. I don't think the pain box has a name. Okay, they get uh, the, the pain box from June. Queensland got rid of corporal punishment in 1995. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's insane. That's that, fucked I, up. The way my 
parents talked about it. I assume it like I thought it was in like the 1950s. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. it's sort of <laughs> concurrent with like blackbirding. Fucking <laughs> uh, West Australia got rid of it in 1986. Uh, New South Wales got rid of it in 1990. Man, that is so. I this is uh, blowing my mind. Yeah. Oh, the Northern Territory got rid of it in 2015. Oh, okay. Huh. And um, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about Australia and the Northern Territory and how yep, the youth out. are treated in the Northern Territory, uh, that that makes yeah, that it makes starts a, in starts in schools. So that's fucking hell. That's so cool. That's oh, okay. So this is quite interesting. Oh my god! All right. So, in Victoria, government schools banned it in 1983. Uh, non-government schools got rid of it in 2006. Uh, yeah, in that's, South- that's so cool that you could just have a school that's just like, oh, no, we're the school for hitting people. Yeah, we're Catholic, so we're just going to whack your child in the face with a stick. Yeah, and that costs you $30,000 a year. In- and you can imagine the people that deliberately pay for that school. It's very cool stuff. Yeah. In New South Wales, first banned in 1987. The band was repealed in 1989, and it was banned again in 1995. <laughs> You're gonna give it another go. Tasmania government and non-government schools in 1999. Uh, the ACT got rid of it in 1988, except for non-government schools, which is 1997. Northern Territory, it was for both kinds of school in 2015. What the fuck is happening here? Western Australia is the same deal. Non-government schools, it was 2015. South Australia. Uh, government schools, 1991. Non-government schools, 2019. But do you want to know a fun fact? Yes. In Queensland, it was banned in government schools in 1994. In non-government schools, it has never been banned. Ah, uh, cool. Very cool. We got some cool. We got some cool private schools in Queensland too. That's so very cool. You could easily run for office on a platform of we need to bring back the cane for children, and yeah. you would get one seat in Parliament. If yeah. you're, party- you'd get like the Atherton Plainlands. <laughs> <laughs> you like if you were saying you're bringing back corporal punishment for kids and making it mandatory to drink water out of the garden hose. I reckon you've yeah. got two Senate seats and maybe a chance at a lower house seat. Yeah. Fuck. I, it's so fucked up. Like that whole, that boomer and now Gen X and now elder millennial mindset of like, well, this fucking shit thing happened to me. And I'm fine. That's why yeah, I want to yeah. hit my kids. <laughs> That's why I want them to get skin cancer. That's why I want like, they should be getting more lead in their drinking water as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Ma- Mackay like recently voted to get lead back in the drinking water, so they're doing good. Get rid of fluoride. Get the lead in there. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting to check whether we've got fluoride in the water in Queensland yet, but uh, we really didn't for a long time there. Oh no, we so in Mackay they had it and then they voted to get rid of it, um, and that was yeah. recently. That was <laughs> like top of my head, probably twenty sixteen. God damn, I love Queensland. What a beautiful place. Yeah, greatest place on earth. (sighs) The superintendent said that this decision was a result of a survey sent out to parents last year. The parents responded saying discipline is one of their biggest concerns. One parent of a Cassville student uh, said she was shocked by the decision. Quote, I do not think it is appropriate, said Miranda Waltrip. 
You know, there are a lot of kids in the school district that don't have parents that use resources the way that they should for their children. Waltrip has three kids in Cassville schools. She said she was shocked to hear students opted in and could be disciplined with a paddle. Waltrip said she would like to see the district try other methods. Sorry? Pardon? Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. You opt into the paddling. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not true. Like ticking it on the paperwork. What do you mean? So the bottom part of this story, they say that it's the parents opt in. So I don't know if they've just phrased that awkwardly, but it's not like they're going to be... That's fine. Your parents can opt into having you paddled. The the kids that are like, yeah, please paddle me. Do not paddle them. Stay the fuck away from those kids. (laughs) Yeah, they're horrible kids. They're the ones that are always doing the thing where they roll their eyelids back. Mm. In the back of the uh-huh. class for no reason. You know what the thing's called. Don't play coy with them. <laughs> hey, what? hmm? What's that called? Okay. Quote. You know, I feel like if they had a different outlet, like counselling service in school instead of corporal punishment, there would be a, the more appropriate answer, Waltrip said. Crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy yeah. thing that you've Yeah, but said. how much does a paddle cost? Mm. Uh, it's probably quite cheap. Got to talk to these kids? Jesus. At the end of the day, they're having to hold the child down and spank them or use whatever means that they can to make the child submissive when that is not the issue. It is the oh. fact that they need to be heard because children act out for varied reasons. So this is, you know, like whenever someone's interviewed for a story and they're not like a, a subject matter expert or someone directly involved in it or whatever, generally it's because their opinion is completely insane. Yeah. This mm-hmm. woman's just like, hey, here's my reasonable, reasonable points. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Walshrip said this policy is a snapshot of the community in Cassville. Quote, we live in a really small community where people were raised a certain way and they're kind of blanketed in that fact that they grew up having discipline and swats. And so for them, it's kind of like going back to the good old days, but it's not because it's going to do more harm than good at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think it does any good. Yes. Yeah. It's only harm. (laughs) It's pure harm. So that maths will be very easy to do. You won't even have to subtract anything. Superintendent Dr. Merrill Johnson said the policy change was an answer to keeping kids in classrooms after parents said suspensions were one of their biggest concerns last school year. The complaints that we have heard from some of our parents is that they don't want their students suspended. They want another option, Johnson said. And so (laughs) this is just another option that we could use before we get to that point of suspension. Come on now. What? Have one more meeting about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about what you're saying. Just, you can't just be like, well, the parents don't want them out of school with suspension, so we're going to have to fucking hit them. Yeah. And the There's parents no are like, oh, option. yes, you'll have to hit them. You'll have it's to paddle one my one son. Thing. You simply must. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want someone to else him. paddle your son. That's a whole oh extra my. level to paddling your own son. I'd like some fucking... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be like, some idiot teacher. We love our teachers. Teachers mm. the most hardworking people on earth. Yeah. Uh... Except for all women, Lucy. Mm. Thank you. Uh, Thank you're you. welcome. It just, you don't, don't paddle my child. Please. And the, why the paddle? Yeah. The paddle is just why goofing paddle? up the whole process. You're making it silly. Yeah. You're adding a clown element to traumatizing your child. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to suspend Billy. But we are going to have to run him over with this tiny car. (laughs) (laughs) If whitewashed your son, and if he does it again, he's getting suspended. (laughs) 
<sighs> Students will only receive the new discipline if parents opt their children in. Dr. Johnson says the paddle-based discipline... Oh, <laughs> you have to know how fucking insane you sound. Uh, will only be used as a last resort. Corporal punishment will only be used when other means of discipline have failed. And then only in reasonable form when the principal approves it, Johnson said. But it doesn't work. Yeah. Where do you get the paddle? Because I can only think of one place where you're buying a paddle these lovehoney.com. days. Lovehoney.com.au. It's au, And they've got a quality range of them. <laughs> Dr. Johnson said he does not anticipate using this punishment often, uh, but if the principal pun- punishes a child this way, it will be done by administrators only and only in the presence of another certified employee. Certified for what? Certified for what? For paddling kids? For paddle observation? Yep. Yeah, you paddle them. God damn. Parents can also opt in or opt out at any point in the school year. Which seems dangerous to me for the reason of like, imagine you've had a really shit day with your kid being like really annoying. Yeah, you're like, that's you're like, it. I'm going to sign yeah. that form. I'm opting, I'm opting you back in. in. <laughs> <laughs> How fucked would it be if like everyone knew who the opt in and the opt out kids were as well? Yeah. Like, well, you'd know if one kid got a paddling. Oh, your parents opted in. Like, damn, Brandon's mum fucking hates him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it feels like it would maybe be a really easy way for kids to track which other kids had a shit life at home. Yeah. But because kids don't have, like, um, empathy or sympathy. Yeah, they just bully that kid. sensitivity, they'd bully them. Yeah, they'd bully the fuck out of them. Maybe they're just putting these parents on a list. Oh, it's a honeypot. Yeah, it's a honeypot. <laughs> like, uh, we're going to hit your kids. You just got to opt in. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you were anyway. yes, please, yeah. with three exclamation marks on the form. How much do we have to pay you? <laughs> Service is free, sir. Oh, but with one simple catch. <laughs> oh, it's so fucked. God That's damn it. fucked up. Yeah. It feels like this also shouldn't be like a school policy issue. Yeah. More of a legal Yeah, issue? like they can't yeah, just be like, like oh, should... we've all, we kind of, we got together and um, we decided time to start hitting those kids again. Like, mm. um, like hitting someone is assault. Not yeah. when it's my, a child. Like, my layman's understanding <laughs> of the law. Wrong. <laughs> God damn. Well, what if like there a... was another person there watching? <laughs> and they were certified <laughs> for whitewater rapids. Taking a little box. They certified at something. I know it's like a whole, you know, uh, woke younger millennial parents thing or whatever, but like the idea of raising your children as if they are people with bodily autonomy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that being a completely foreign concept to older people. It's so it's so weird and the you can you can also spot the moment that their brains shut down where you're like, "Oh, you know, I understand, you know, everyone used to hit the kids, didn't know any better, blah, blah, blah. We know better now. Uh, we know it doesn't help. It actually uh, causes a huge amount of issues. Obviously, it's going to cause, you know, a rift in your relationship. So, you know, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so all you're doing is you're being violent against your, your children. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, but, but, but anyway, you know, you got to sometimes they just <laughs> they just got to, you know. It's yeah. like, oh, you just want to hit your kids. You just, you just want to. You're frustrated in the moment. You want to hit, hit something. Yeah, that's such a fucked thing to say as a relatable thing as well. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, to be like, oh, I know, but you you kind of got to hit them, right? Like, no, you don't. I the concept. I got, I got, I got two little boys now. I got two little, I got two little fellas. Never paddled them. Two boys unpaddled. Unpaddled. And like the thought of just like being violent against them is not even as like a reactionary thing, but like as a as a form of their like discipline and well being is just. That's just fucked up. That's just yeah. a that's it's just a nightmare thing, thing to, to do. Think. Mm. It's it, like obviously this is not analogous because it's not the same, but like the whole thing with where 10, 20 years ago or whatever, people believed that with dogs the only like way to train them was by like being aggressive and asserting yeah. dominance. Yeah, and, the, like, the the Caesar what's his name kind of approach. Is that that um the <laughs> one yeah. of the main characters of the new Planet of the Apes series, I believe. <laughs> Knew that ten years ago, but like that whole thing where people are like, oh, you have to, you have to be the alpha, which it turns out was a concept that was fucked from the good. Yeah, stolen from wolves oh. and not true for them. So I yes. didn't know that wasn't true. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that's not even how wolves arrange their packs. The guy no, that did was that study, study was doing and, yeah. really oh. bad science. Uh, and like all of the studies we have now show that if you try and do like. Disciplining your dog by like yelling at them or hitting them when they've done something wrong instead of doing like positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You basically train your dog to fear you and to be violent. Yeah. Because that's that's what they they've been shown and that's what they respond to. And they associate you with fear and like it fucks them up real bad. But also people aren't good at dealing with their frustration, which I guess is the same as true of parenting of being like, mm. all I need is for this thing that I'm caring for to listen to me because I have its best interest at heart and it's not doing it. And so they kind of, it was convenient when we believed dogs work that way for people to be like, great, I get to channel that anger into being a good dog owner. And now I'll watch like old guys at the dog park, like trying to do that shit to their dogs, like screaming at them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah well, that's, we've, we've known that that's not how that works for a really long time. You're just fucking your dog up, bro. Shit sucks, man. Be nice to the people around you. Just Unless they're posting cringe nice. online and yeah. then destroy mm. them. Swat Absolutely them. crush them. Destroy yeah. their <laughs> self-esteem. <laughs> Send them a JPEG of a gun and then just sort of <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. I guess that is technically constituted uh, an episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista. And it's the positive stories you come here for. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I tried to... <laughs> Spice things, this thing up with some less depressing stuff. But again, I kind of put the depressing one at the end there. Uh, take your kids out of the Cassville School District, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And keep taking them all the way past the Missouri border. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the way out of the United States, I if you can. I know what borders Missouri. Yeah, keep going until you get to Canada or Mexico. It's beautiful over there. Hmm. Uh, let us know once you've done that. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.